Hello and welcome to Spike Nerd Culture, a creative leadership podcast with a vision to equip, encourage, and empower leaders in the creative space so they can impact culture. So today I'm going to be talking about our story. I'm going to be talking about our brand and why we do what we do. I'm sure if you're new to the podcast or if you're new to Spike Nard, you might be wondering some of these questions about what is driving us, uh, about our community, our collective, and what we want to accomplish. And for us here at Spike Nard, we really want to give you time to get to know us and to also see if you're part of that culture, because I believe that this vision is not only my vision or our vision, I believe it's like a vision that is going to grow as time goes. And I am just going to take time to tell you the story so that you can feel connected, that you can even reach out to us if this connects with you on a personal level. So moving forward, uh, I'm going to start from January 2020 because that's kind of where it all began for me. Um, When I started on this journey, um, I was pretty clueless. I would say the scripture that really drove me to the place where I am right now is Ephesians 3.20. I remember um, I was at a, a worship service at ICC in Nairobi, Kenya. And at this service, someone gave me a word, a prophetic word from Ephesians 3.20, more than you can think or imagine. And I believe that, you know, for a lot of us, you know, that is the word that could even be the clinging word for some of you who are joining us, who are listening to this podcast. It could just be simply that, that, you know, you're wanting that out of your life as a leader. Um, you're wanting to see more than you can think or imagine. And when someone spoke those words to me, that prophetic word, I really started to look at my life as a Christian. And I, I looked at myself and I said, you know what? I don't really dream. I don't really imagine what God can do. And so how can God do more than I can think or imagine if I'm not imagining or if I'm not thinking? So from that point on, I really start to imagine and I start to think, what would it really look like to live out my dreams. What would it look like for me to live, you know, my life in real life as I live in my dream life? And so I really started to put things, you know, pen to paper, start to really look at what does it really look like for me to live out these things. And soon after um, that, I went to a songwriting camp uh, in Vijuwada, and this is where I met all these worship leaders and songwriters all from all over India. And these songs that were written from this place and the relationships that were born from this place are the ones that really start to impact me. And, and at this camp, I remember meeting a guy who was talking about this vision, how the things are happening during that weekend in January 2020, those songs, those things are going to not only have that year, you know, impact that year, but they're going to impact for 10 years to come. And so for me, I really, that caught on to me because this guy, I mean, every moment he got, he was prophesying and saying this, like, I believe that what's happening here is going to impact for 10 years. And I'm believing for that. I'm, I'm actually seeing that because like some of those relationships that were started at that camp, uh, relationships that are now uh, very strong relationships with us at Spike Nars, and they're also relationships that have helped us to be where we are. And so from that songwriting camp, I remember we went straight to Delhi. And in Delhi, that's where really the idea of Spike Nars got born because uh, I was at a face-to-face Delhi with Ray Cha. He was leading worship. And I hear this one word, and the word was simply alabaster. 
And I didn't know much about alabaster, but I knew that there was something significant with the story of Mary of Bethany. So from then on, I just started to study it. And I started to look at it. I started to ask myself and my friends who are also, you know, um, I mean, they know better Hindi than I do. And from then, I just really started to find out more about it. And, and I remember going back and talking to some of my teammates and some of my friends, and we would have prayer meetings. And I, I just told them about what I'd heard. And I was like, guys, let's ask the Lord to reveal to us more. Um, and I remember that day as we were praying, some of my teammates were like, hey, you know, this story has been really impactful to me. And they start to bring up different books and just different confirmations of how this story had been such an impactful story for them and how the reason that they even came and they started doing the things that they were doing was because of this story. Then from then on, I you know, had another prayer meeting. And that prayer meeting is where I actually, we, I just told the team out and, and my friends, I was like, hey, let's just pray and ask the Lord to reveal to us uh, what his heart is and, and just to listen, just like Mayor of Bethany sat and listened. Let's just take that posture and to listen to what God is saying. And uh, as I was doing that, um, that's when I saw a purple flower. And I remember one of my um, friends, Susie, she goes, you know, the purple flower is actually the spikenard flower, which is inside of the alabaster. So that's kind of where the journey with Spikenard became like something to pursue because from then on, I started to really Google. I started to research what is Spikenard, what uses is it? And I started to find out like all these like uses for it. And I started to find out like how it's used in shampoo. And I was like, wait a minute, he, she used it on his head. And I started to find out all the healing properties. And uh, from then, I was obsessed with this word. And I started to look up like, who uses this word? Like, have people been using it? And I came to find out that no one really uses it. And so it kind of gave me faith to kind of start like, hey, what would it look like to actually start running even with this name? Because I know Alabaster is overused. So just for uniqueness, I was like, I'll just go with Spikenard. And so um, during that time, um, a little bit after that, I went to the Sand in Brazil. And that's where I really, I would say, my dream even got bigger because when I went to the sand, I really got to see the impact of worship, of media, of events in mobilizing youth and also getting people to really believe in what God can do in a country. And I remember being there with some of the top leaders, in uh, at least in the Western world and uh, in the Latin world, and they were talking about how all they did was they just put it out there. They put the event out there. And in a few hours, they sold out one stadium, sold out two stadiums. And they had to get three stadiums in one day. And it, it was funny because they were talking about how they used to prophesy about doing stadium, you know, Christian in a sense. But in one day, we over, you know, I mean, like in a sense, like stadiums were too small. Now they had to go to fields. And, you know, when I was there, I was just thinking about that verse in Ephesians 3.20, about the idea of actually dreaming and imagining like things that are crazy so that God can even do more than we think or imagine. And I started to believe that God could do that, right? That God can do that in our generation. He can do that in India. He can do that in, you know, in Africa. He can do that in every place that my heart, you know, beats for. He can do that. And I can see that in my day, in my age. And so I came back uh, with such faith. I really came back with such faith. And I remember in March going into lockdown 
And I didn't know about lockdown was going to happen. But during lockdown, that's when we started to really, um, we were doing worship um, every week, actually, at that point. And on Mondays, we were praying for worship leaders. We were asking for God to raise up worship leaders, God to raise up, you know, songbirds and strengthen them. And this thought came to my mind. I was like, you know what? We're praying every Monday for these worship leaders. What if we just invite them? You know, what if we just invite them to tell their story? We prophesy over them. We pray over them. And we ask for people to provide or to to give to them or to just bless them uh, in a different way. Uh, And I remember at that time, you know, we had a lady who would do paintings and, and some people would come with like different words of encouragement, some people financially. But it was like this amazing just creative collective of people just encouraging, praying, and, and just being there for each other. And I remember uh, just inviting some of these worship leaders that I'd met at the songwriting camp and other people that I'd come to meet. And from then on, we started this journey. We called them Spikenard Nights. And a year later, we're here, you know? Um, and so for me, I look at this as an accidental thing. And what do I mean by that? I believe that this story about Spagner and everything that happened with it, even though I haven't told the full story and how God confirmed it several times, I'm here to say that I believe that this story was an accidental story that fell on my lap, not because I believe like I even was looking for it, but I believe that God is also doing that in some of you because I, I was I was talking to one of my friends, Moses, at, at one point. He says, you know, what if... You know, you guys are the ones who are going to take this story, you know, globally. And that question really hit me because I had not thought about that because it was a few months after. And I know that what he meant was, you know, because in in Mark 14, in John 12, Matthew 26 is where you find this story. And and in Mark 14, um, I believe verse 9, where Jesus says that wherever the good news goes, this story will be told. Right. And what if we're part of that generation that gets to tell this story? Right. And I am just so excited because when I actually came to find out about Spikenard, one of the most awe inspiring things was the fact that Spikenard was from India, that this amazing Spikenard that was in Alabaster Jar that was worth, you know, like a year's wages, I was poor at the feet of Jesus, was actually from this land. And I started to really believe, like, what if God would take these people, right, the precious, you know, spikenard oil from the womb of this earth, right, from the hearts of the people of this land, and take it and pour it all over the nations, right, and bring the work of Jesus. And and for me, I think that that is, I think the key, I mean, that is like the heart of what we want to do is we want to actually take you know, and, and to dig out this like beautiful, like these melodies, like, this creativity that's in leaders all over this region and to see it just like spread all over that the fragrance from this spikenard oil that's in the Indian rich heritage, it will be spread all over. And um, one of the cool things that I really wanted to share is the persona that Mary of Bethany is. You know, so people might ask, what kind of leader am I looking to raise? What kind of leader are we trying to go after or who are the people um, that would say like, I am someone who is in a sense, like I fit into the culture. And for me, I would say a few things and I would say it's someone who is exactly like Mayor of Bethany. When I look at Mayor of Bethany, it's a, it's a person that didn't care about the culture in a sense, like 
he she was willing to go against what the people would say is cultural for a woman to sit at the feet of Jesus. Like she was, I don't care what the culture says. If if Jesus is in the room, I'm gonna go sit there. So like a people that would be like, you know what, whatever it takes, I'm gonna run to him. I'm gonna listen to him. I'm gonna count the cost. Number two, I just think, you know, it's someone who's willing to go through the criticisms of life. You look at Martha criticizing her every time. You look at, you know, the disciples of Jesus criticizing her. But, you know, she's quiet the entire time, right? And Jesus defends her. And I think that's like the coolest thing, like, you know, raising up a generation who are willing to go through these rough things, who are willing to go through the hardships of life and stay steady, right? No cursing other people back, but just staying steady and letting God defend them. And then the other thing that I think about is someone who's willing to waste their all at the feet of Jesus, meaning like the, the things that they hold most dear. Right. I don't know what that would be for that for, for you or for anyone, but like people who'd be willing to to take the most precious thing, their treasure, and pour it at the feet of Jesus. Because when we see these kind of people raised up, when we see these kind of leaders, because for me, I believe leadership, you know, it's not just a position, right? I believe like people who are leaders are people who lead by example. And I think that we see Mary of Bethany as a leader, not because of like she had a position, but because she led in a way that was so provoking. It was so unique that it, you couldn't help but look at her. And I believe that God is going to do that here in India. He's going to raise up leaders and he's going to raise up these amazing women and men who are creatives, who are going to write songs, who are going to like script movies and do poetry that's going to change and shift not only India, but the world. Um, I'm so excited to be on this journey with you guys. And um, I just wanted to share a little bit about the heart behind what we do and why we do what we do, because in the coming weeks, we'll talk more about what that looks like. We'll talk about creativity. We'll talk about leadership. We'll dive into some of the uh, leaders that inspire us and books that inspire um, some of the other people on our team. And I just invite you to join us on this journey. I invite you to just... Um, connect with us on social media platforms, ask questions, email us at spikenarcollective at gmail.com. Um, we can you know, engage with you. We can get to know you. Um, and I will see you next week where we'll be diving deeper into the story of Spikenard, but also different leadership things that we are wanting to really explore and dive deep into, especially during this COVID time. You know, I believe we need good leaders. And hopefully we can give you some content and some things to think about uh, and to actually equip, encourage, and empower you to be the best leader you can be. So thank you and see you next week.